Welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Ooh. Ooh. No episode this week. No ep. But we're here. We're here and we got questions from our friends on Instagram. So we're going to answer some of those. I'm excited doing like a little, essentially like a mailbag. A little mailbag. Oh, we have some very fun emails too, if we have time. About oh, yes. People have been wonderful in keeping us updated on Caitlyn. Yes, people in the UK have been telling oh. us all about what Caitlyn is Angels. getting up to. I have been like cry laughing at truly the recaps themselves. They're so funny. Um, honestly, like I feel like this is the best thing Caitlyn's done for her career. In a, it, since, Who could have guessed? Yeah, like since like I am Kate, which was like maybe even like but this kind is of like divisive. The but. perfect offset to it. But we'll get to it. Um, in the meantime. It's so funny when I like the ones I don't like. That's why we're never going to stray. Is no. Because they just, just when you're like, get away from me you're like wait, oh, wait what i like you you're on a weird I british mean, reality show and i'm fascinated am I into the jenners right now maybe so um how are you i'm good i i'm i'm like uh in the midst of getting over a head cold a little sick a little sick you know um and get hunkering down in la for thanksgiving and we're gonna celebrate your birthday <gasps> we're gonna celebrate my birthday Happy early birthday thank you um how are you I'm good. I'm just coming to after a very wacky and wild Holly Weird show at UCB. The hangover of dealing with crazy people. Oh my God, this show is going to kill me. The concept of the show is that you have to wrangle the craziest (laughs) people you can commit to doing a show. And just to be clear for anyone who follows me or who doesn't know... It's me. I don't have a producer. I have no assistant. It's me emailing (laughs) and texting, like in the case of Angeline, uh, these people and managing it completely on my own, which I'm capable of doing, but is unbelievably exhausting it's insane but um you know the highlight was there's a lot of it was a very wacky show it was on sunday night at ucb i ended up adding angeline uh it worked out to have her come by uh we got into a disagreement because right before the show because she wanted the parking space right in front of the theater and i was unable to get it um which for anyone who knows la and knows that location like it's a really hard spot to get a spot on i mean i've never heard anyone complain about parking in los angeles (laughs) i was like it's not well it's not it's a public street um and she yelled at me and then she basically was like well maybe i'll come by and i was like okay do whatever you gotta do and then she's like you'll know when i come because i'll I'll, a keychain will land on the stage from the darkness and I was like, "What?" She's she Batman. Was like, she was like, "You'll like, be, you'll see." So I was like, "Okay," like truly being like, "What could she possibly be talking about?" And sure enough, like twenty minutes into the show, I'm like talking, and a keychain like gets thrown <laughs> on the stage. And at the top of the show, I had to do this thing because I'd advertised she was coming, and I was like, "So Angelina and I got in a fight." <laughs> And instead of coming and doing a cameo, I knew she was always just going to do a short stop. Yeah. Like, I know she doesn't want to talk or be on stage, but she truly, I was like, so I don't know. We'll see if she comes by. And then sure enough, like 20 minutes in, a keychain lands at my feet and I'm like, oh, okay, she's here, I think. Does this mean she's here? And this like group of like handlers comes like around this, like by the bathrooms at the theater. And then she comes out and shout out to Eileen who did tech because she played music. She somehow, I don't know how she got like to live and die in LA to start playing. And so it looked like this, it was this like amazing arrival and oh Angelina like, came on stage, literally like put her leg up on a chair with her big fan, like shook her butt around and turned around and walked right off stage. And I I laughed for like three full minutes because it was somehow shorter than the last appearance. And I saw I, uh, the video. I posted the video. So it's anyone saw about 16 seconds. It is the shortest cameo in human like to history. Say it was 30 seconds is to give no. it way too much. It was nothing. It was so funny. And oh it was gosh. over before I knew it. And I was like, great. That's about as much as I like could have. I, and look, I'm very lucky and honored that a, a 
I can even have a 16 second cameo from Angeline. It was so worth it. And then in the meantime, um, Brandy Glanville was my other guest and she was really wild. She was uh, a lot of fun, kind of nuts with the audience. How many times did she tell you to go fuck yourself? She told everyone to go fuck themselves like a thousand times. It was very fascinating to feel like, oh, this is this housewife's energy, you know, like, And like just kind of combative, but also then funny and like trying to be she she was funny, too. But um, she didn't share a lot in on stage. But backstage, she talked more about Housewives and she talked about how Lisa is like very tough uh, and scary. But then she I asked her who her best friend was and she said Kim Richards is her That's best friend. Cute. She was like, literally, she is the kind of friend who like if I murdered someone, she'd be like, I'm coming. Let's go bury the body. I was like, that may be a test of their friendship that at is some how point. Their friendship works. It but. will happen. She will get drunk and run someone down. <laughs> she also said the other girls don't drink at the in the scenes. They fake drink, and she really drinks, and that is a and, big point of pride. And, and she was annoyed that they didn't. Yeah, she, she was like, they're fucking posers. Yes, um, and she said it's a lot different nowadays that it used to be a lot more like everyone kind of being themselves but that it's a lot more like performance now and she was like I'll just say that I'm on the show because she's returning it was also just announced last week she's returning not clear what capacity but um and she was like I'm on the show with like the highest ratio of like actual professional actresses and yeah. that's really hard because she's like I'm not an actress so those were like the juicy juicy gems and that that's was Hollyweird so fun oh but let's get to another world of reality yeah, let's get to these Kardashian Jenner folk we um, have a lot so there is like a little bit of news not a lot because they know not to have news yeah when uh, there's no show no so you I read at least three fourths of the uh, was it Vulture or New York Magazine? Yeah, New York Mag. Yeah, Vulture. Same. Um, the profile they did on Kim. Yeah, but you probably read it all yeah. and absorbed it. I was doing a dumb thing where I was like, Siri, speak screen. Oh, does it do that? <laughs> she talks like this. She the reads the article to you. Advertisement. Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's not good. <laughs> it doesn't work, and I was very confused at who was talking at points. So that's um, very funny. Um, it's a great profile. I recommend it to anybody. It's it's about they're basically doing a series for New York Magazine about the 2010s. Yes. So they talk to all these like they talk to my boss Jonah Peretti. Cool. They talk to all these different people. Um, so Kim is one of them, and they so it's like pretty focused on like 30s, her 30s and into 40s, and like like decades and generations, and like she talks about tons and tons of stuff, but she a lot of the stuff she's also already talked about about yeah. like reflecting on like how she became famous and the way she became famous. I truly enjoyed in the middle of like giving an answer, she goes, "Wait, is this vegan?" to the chef, <laughs> and he's like, "No, that's a chicken. That's a whole chicken in front of me." She's like, "Oh, I thought it looked lifelike." <laughs> Very funny <laughs> to see a roasted chicken and be like, "Is this chicken? Is this vegan?" And they're like, "No, no it's literally Kim. a chicken." No, <laughs> she's like, "Okay, I thought so." I'll pick some of my favorite quotes. Okay, um, I sent this one to you. I've made me. The question was, "How do you feel about being a sex symbol? Is it complicated?" And she says, "It can be complicated. I definitely see the things that I brought on myself. The biggest being the robbery, just being flashy and oversharing my every move on social media. But I enjoy my life." So Someone said to me the other day, what's it like being you? It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for her. I gotta say, I fucking loved, I loved reading that. I was like, it's awesome. But then the other one, the other end of the spectrum, this conversation about the sex tape as it relates to Rob, I thought was fascinating. Oh, I didn't get there Okay, this is the first time. This is a big deal. It became a news story. So... The uh, interviewer says, another thing that's changed over the last 10 years is that we went from the so-called leak sex tape as a thing that was used to shame Mm. women to now where we call it revenge porn. And she goes, wow, I never even thought about that. I guess that question is a bit tricky, not even for my situation, but because my brother did post photos of his baby mama and he is in a revenge porn lawsuit. Obviously, I get the difference and I would and I would talk about me, but I don't know the right thing to say without making him feel like the biggest piece of shit. <gasps> well, you said it. Isn't it crazy? Well, she said it. I was like, OK, Kim. And she did know the right thing to say. She called him a piece of shit. Isn't that great? Anyways. I appreciate that from her. It's a big Sometimes quote. You have to hold your family to task. I love it. Or take them to task. Take yes. them to task. Take them to task. 
um it's great Shucks it was off. it is like really the shittiest thing that it's unbelievable i hope it's the shittiest thing rob did he has been emotionally abusive to other women in the past so yeah. um maybe he's learned from it when it hurts his mommy's pocketbook also like i don't know that I had connected that thought up in my mind like you know of course there's the question mark about who released the sex tape but the idea of like the public consuming your body without like your explicit consent and that like Kim's relationship to that not not to mention she used to be friends with Black China but I was like oh yeah there that's like a very strong parallel like yeah it was so weird because I feel like we um maybe unfairly uh, didn't recognize Black China as as much of a victim as she was in that moment when yeah. it happened. I think because I was like, well, I feel like there's pictures of her body out there, and then I, I, but that's so wrong same. to be it's like, well, same. it's one thing when you take a photograph, and it's another thing when someone else takes one that you gave to them and puts it up. It's not fair. No, it's like in that we're we're like learning that. But I think it's it was just fascinating. I was wrong is what I'm saying. Can you even believe it? You believe. But it's a great there's so many like it's a lot has a lot of great quotes. She talks about her relationship to plastic surgery. She talks about the Me Too movement. Like it's just, you know, it's pretty it's very Kim. I don't I think that those are some of the bigger that's like probably the biggest bombshell of it. I don't think there's yeah. any like other big news, but it's really worth reading. So I recommend. I'm gonna read it with my eyes instead yeah, of my ears. Read it with I your think eyes. Think it'll be better. So apparently this weekend, um at the Hollywood Bowl, Kanye put up an opera. He's doing it all, guys. He's doing it all in between an IMAX movie, in between a new album. He put together um, uh, an opera based on Nebuchadnezzar at the Hollywood Bowl, and it got panned oh who could have <laughs> who could have guessed i not i heard an also an npr review of it last night um but yeah it was it was apparently very short it was 50 minutes uh after starting two hours late and uh i think you know like it was it was um directed by vanessa Beecroft, who's i think like the, his constant collaborator um and it was like hundreds of dancers keyboardists drummers string players the sunday service choir uh and it looked beautiful in terms of like staging and costumes but i think everyone was like at a bit of a loss for like what it was uh i am so interested in how kanye was like i would like to talk about the fourth king of the second dynasty of Izan <laughs> and the fourth dynasty of Babylon. I would love to know how he got I there. I mean, I assume it's because he's doing a lot of biblical studies right now. Yeah. And so this is someone that really caught his eye. This guy's the most, the longest reigning, most powerful monarch of Neo Babylon, Neo of the Neo Babylonian Empire. <laughs> Um, I'm reading Wikipedia, just like Kanye probably did to write this the <laughs> opera. I mean, also, I, I hope it was in Italian. Too. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, the LA Times review made me laugh. It says, review, colon, the Kanye West opera at the Hollywood Bowl? Call it Nebuchadnezzar Snoozer. I thought I could get through it the first time. I was like, guys, I'm with you. But um, and then apparently I I didn't. This isn't in the L.A. Times article, but in the NPR piece I was listening to, apparently, which makes sense. You know, we know Kanye is like a last minute guy. Mm -hmm. But apparently when people like arrived, they were like painting sets still. Like it was like they were saying it had like this waiting for Guffman feel like it was like still being painted and hammered. The set was like we're not done in time. Oh, I love that. And I was like, you know what? I love it. And I and I would go to one. I just didn't <sighs> want to go spend my Sunday there. But yeah, I had other things to do. Yeah, other so. shit to do. I had to go get ready for. An- I was getting screamed at by Angeline probably at the same time <laughs> this was happening because the city is crazy. <laughs> uh, would you work with Angeline again? I mean, yeah. No, I don't know. I I'm in an abusive relationship. I want you to say no. Her. I would like you to say no. I, I think, don't think I will. Uh, I don't think she. I don't think the value add is no. what you. Uh, what you in your heart believe it is for you. I don't think anyone else. No, yeah. I just have like she just is so like synonymous with like all of this like L.A. stuff yeah. I have. But I think this go round was like I think pretty, she's too abusive. Pretty abusive. Uh, she's too abusive. And she's. I, a, She's a con artist too. She's a diva and like a shithead. 
<laughs> a diva so shithead. As you know what? I hear a lot of divas are shitheads. Yeah. It's like, you know, and people do stuff for shitheads, but I think I've probably done. Um, Am I not allowed to say that? Is that fine? What? That I, that I made you say that she's a shithead? I said it. Okay. He's I agree. She's, she's, look, she can be an icon and she can also have screamed at me on the phone. <laughs> Both things happened. Um, what else is new? Uh, so then this is like, not, I guess, huge news, but Kim doesn't really do like ads anymore. She's kind of, the whole family's kind of like above ads, you know, other than their like Instagram and really just promoting their own stuff. So people were like freaking out because, Uber Eats um, made a commercial in Australia. So the old I like this because this is this classic move that like where that doesn't really happen as much anymore with celebrities. Remember, celebrities used to only do commercials abroad. Now they sell out. Now they stop. No, no issue. But I thought this was very funny. It's only in Australia. This Uber Eats commercial and it's Kim with this character Sharon Strzelecki and I guess it's uh, really oh no sorry the character is uh, no yeah Car- uh, I don't watch the show it's Kath and Kim yeah and yeah so Sharon is the character and it's like a beloved character from the Aussie show that's been forever I think Kath Sharon and Kim. is the name of the actress who plays the character Kim or Kath yes right yes no I thought that it's like it says reprising her role as Sharon Magda and Kim sit on the couch what the hell so Magda Subonski I'm sorry to all of our Australian listeners that we are slaughtering this but we don't have I don't know this show so I should have yes but Sharon is the character Magda is the actress neither the only Kim is Kim Kardashian who's Kath so I guess where's Kath who the fuck is Kath where's Kath oh is it an ode to Kath and Kim and what's a Kath and Kim okay we have so much homework to do I mean this is what happens when you just don't pay attention to anything outside okay Kath and Kim is an Australian television situation comedy this is probably the sound of like I bet this I think believe this show is so famous that this would be like us trying to figure out like which one was Will and which one was Grace. Like, to be fair, it came out in two thousand and two, uh, so I, know, but I wasn't this, keeping up with this no, in college. I, I just should've. mean I I have heard of this show for so long that I feel like we probably sound to Australian people that crazy. Oh yeah, we're stupid as hell. <laughs> okay, yes, 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 so, yes. Sharon is a fictional character. I could have done this all day. Like I don't have a job right now i could have researched this till the cows come home well you were you were soliciting questions so you were working uh, that, i wrote one thing <laughs> and then i forgot to check it and the instagram story went away <laughs> so you know i'm doing great well listen we we know that kim did an ad and basically the question was like oh shit that, like how much did they pay because uh-huh. For Kim to do ads at this point is just like not really a thing anymore, especially considering they were saying like just even like an appearance at a club is like for her to appear anywhere. Well, is like Uber Eats. Uh, I guess like I feel like remember I told you it wasn't long ago that Travis Scott had like a Mm. collaboration with Postmates. Oh, so I bet you. This is like the new thing. Oh, yeah. Because it was saying in this article, it was saying, you know, she made in 2016, Kim earned $700,000 for an hour long appearance at the Revolve Hampton house party. So it's like trying to this article is just basically trying to guess how much she got paid for this ad, which doesn't matter because guess what? It's more money than we can think of. Yeah. Sometimes when they put too many zeros behind other numbers, I can't even <laughs> fathom what it means. Like, what even are what we talking even about? Is this? <laughs> um, but that's a thing Kim did. But then, yeah, the other I thought that this segues, I think, more into some of the emails. But the other a lot of the news this past week was really actually about Caitlyn um, yes. on I'm a Celebrity. <sighs> so Kim had tweeted. Uh, maybe we can play this this thing of um, and we'll read some of these emails because people have been recapping it. But so Caitlin, for anyone who doesn't know, 
is on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in the UK and she is stealing the show. Oh, yeah. So they had, the account had tweeted um, a clip of Caitlyn, which is apparently a thing she does every morning, does like a little motivational kind of shout. Yes. And uh, they had tweeted a video of it and Kim retweeted it and said, I literally recorded this and set this as my alarm <laughs> a few weeks ago. So we should be listening to it. Do you have it? Oh, uh, pull it up. You got pu- it? I got it right here. Let's see. Let's go, team. Not just another day. Another day to excel. Another day to be great. Rise and shine. <laughs> Stealing Kylie's rise and shine. Oh, she's going to get a cease and desist. Cease and desist. Did I already steal that joke from Nori's black book? Oh, I could have. I could have stolen the joke. I mean, it's Um, so, I just like, ah, the whole thing has become so delightful. Should we read some emails? I think Louise, Louise is who wrote us first. So I think we should. Okay. You got it pulled up? Yeah, I got it pulled up. So Louise wrote us first and we said, we said, Louise, please keep us posted. You must keep us posted. So she's updated us again. She is our correspondent, our UK correspondent. Hi, Marcy and Jess. This week, Caitlin has eaten a cow's eyeball, drink <laughs> a vomit fruit smoothie <laughs> while in a hot tub with baby crocodiles. Oh my god! Held a live yabi. I don't know what that is in her uh, in her mouth. Y a b i. We'll look it up. <laughs> Stuck her face in a pie made from fish guts and fell out a window. It has been truly great. Bless her. I don't know if she's enjoying it, but she's getting stuck in. She wakens every morning with the sun and shouts, "Another day to excel," which we just heard. <laughs> as far as Car Jenner news goes, she said that come. Oh, this became a news story. Come this December. She will have 20 grandkids and that her kids still call her dad as her granddads call her and her granddads call grandkids call her boom boom. The campmates got the their luxury items from home this week. Other people brought pillows, blow up chairs, etc. Caitlin brought face cream. She was so happy she immediately <laughs> slathered her face in it and was living her best line. Life. I totally agree with Marcy that this is for sure the most I've ever liked Caitlin. She's game for anything and is so nice to everyone in camp. She spends a lot of time staring off into space. <laughs> I don't know if this is because she's not understanding the different accents or she is secretly wishing to be voted out first so she can spend the next few weeks in the Palazzo Versace Hotel. <laughs> Either way, the UK is loving Caitlin in the jungle. And then they included a clip of Caitlin falling out the window. Lots oh. of love, Louise. Louise, great That's, recap. Um... We also have an email from uh, Emily, who's in Cornwall, but it's a lot of the same information. So thank you guys for sending it our way. It's so funny. <sighs> it's so funny. I oh a yabi. Okay, a yabi is like a uh, like a little mini like lobster. It looks like okay, like a, or like a big bug. I can't really tell. It's a crustacean. Yabby. It's like a blue crustacean. Common yabby. <laughs> it's a common yabby. Y a b i b b y b b y a b b y yabby. Oh, it looks like a crawfish. Um, we also fay also a crawfish. Yeah, right? I think they're just maybe sm- small. You guys don't know how to call crawdad crawdad. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> It's it's so great. So we've gotten a couple emails from UK uh, listeners who are loving Caitlin and like filling us in. And it is so fun. I think this is I think this is the best thing she's Ugh. ever done. What a what a huge coup. I think it's so fun. I want to need to, I have not really worked really hard, but I would like to try to figure out how to watch. I mean, I'm sure we could. I know it can't be hard. Sometimes, though, it is hard to get stuff from other countries. I don't know. We're sure. also lazy and I can barely do what I do. It's <laughs> very. I'm um, with you. <laughs> but that's it. it. I, that's it for news. Caitlin is killing it. So we're getting these great weekly recaps, guys. Please keep them coming. We will We will keep uh, filling people in on Caitlin because yeah. it's too truly joyful what not fun. to i think it's great fun another day to excel <laughs> <laughs> so, that voice is so crazy <sighs> okay so i we both have some questions so should we just dig on in yeah and then there's one more email if we have time that yeah. we got today that i, I think, think would be fun but let's get to questions and i think we should just bounce around to whichever one catches your eye okay okay, okay. um okay 
So should we? So for anyone who doesn't know, we posted and asked people to submit questions. Yes. Oh, here's one. This is from Maureen. Do you think the sisters hang out a lot when they're not filming? Great question. I. Oh gosh. I. I. I, I think I'm Chloe a, hangs out with everyone. Yeah, I do think they hang out a lot. I think yeah. that here's my honest thought. They might be like too busy to do a lot of actual hanging out but i actually do think that they are in constant touch absolutely i think they're like texting all day timing facetiming like i think they are up in each other's grills for real i don't know that they're physically at each other's houses that much but i do get the distinct impression that like courtney and kim are not like having a lot of fun hangouts together yeah yeah nor is kim and nor kim rob Um, no and i think that they like like Yeah, I think they kind of have their go-tos. Like, I think, you know, Kylie's with her, like, Stassi circle. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I truly do think that Chloe spends the most time with every single one of them because she seems like the most, like, she gets along with her sisters and brother the most. Yeah, I think you're right. She's probably, like, the center hub of everybody. Yeah, she's, like, the fun one. Yeah. That's a great question. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think none of them hang out with Chris. No. (laughs) Um, Which here's one. Which car Jenner kid do you think will turn out the most well adjusted? I assume we're talking about the grandchildren at this point. Yes. Yes. Um, That's what I assume. It is so hard to say. Um, I don't Mason. I think Mason. You think? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's so hard to say because it's so subjective. Like, what's well adjusted? I know. Also, well adjusted, like for when? At what moment in their life? Like, it's ever changing. Also, in this like apocalypse state universe we live in, like everything is like truly psychotic all day. At a point in time, you would have said Courtney was the most well adjusted, and then you would have said Chloe, and then you would have said Kim. Like, it's just like this is maybe an impossible prediction. I also find, and I should have said this, that sometimes fortune telling is really hard to answer. Yes, (laughs) like future. I think I can have like an opinion on what's happening now. Yes, that's a good point. But fortune telling is hard because they're little things. Yeah, I'll put my money on just for this the hell of it. Why not just say Psalm? Psalm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's everything's gonna blow over. I think Kylie's next baby. <laughs> Kylie's next baby that Caitlyn apparently just outed. Oh, what? Well, that's what that article was saying is that people were. It, Caitlyn was talking about how this December she'll have twenty grandkids. And everybody did the math and was like, wait, that doesn't add up. Are we sure one of those other kids isn't going to have one? Well, I think that's the Caitlin's thing. Caitlin's got that a bunch of kids. So, and Brandon, I think, is having twins. Um, and so people, but that only takes it to, I think that only takes it to like 18. This was what Faye had written us. Um she had people talking after being asked by a fellow campmate how many grandchildren she has in which she replied 20 by December. This doesn't hold add up even including Brandon's expected twins. You may see this online already but wanted to know your thoughts. So people started speculating like oh "Oh, is Kylie pregnant? Is there a pregnancy that they haven't announced? I wonder. I know. But we don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Does court stepping away signal the beginning of the end of keeping up with the Kardashians? it's kind of hard not to see it that way i mean in that like you could say that when caitlin got her ear pierced for the first time and insisted on growing out her hair in hindsight yes we can say yes this person was interested in taking on a more female yeah like uh outward appearance so like yeah i would say that to me signaled the beginning of caitlin's transition and maybe court leaving and we know that like kylie can only she won't be on camera so much and rob's already gone and and kim keeps doing this thing she does it in that new york mag article again where she kind of refers to this like to this third person persona where she talks about like because they start asking her about like running for office and that whole thing and her like legal work and she like says that kind of similar quote she's already said which is like yeah well you know in in a couple of years when I retire and hang up Kim K and I become a lawyer 
Like I think I was kind of reading it again. I was like, oh, she is like laying the groundwork. She's letting us know for her retirement. Yeah. Um. Or, or she keeps talking about kind of retiring the persona Kim K yeah. and being this lawyer. It seems impossible to me to imagine like Kim Kardashian not being Kim Kardashian in like the way we know her day to day. But I think to your point, it's more about these like breadcrumbs probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I got one okay. that I feel like I want to address. It's oh, okay. why in the world would Kenny and Kylie be collaborating with Ashley Stewart to, to design for plus sizes? Is Ashley Stewart a clothing brand? Ashley Stewart is a plus size model. You oh. would have seen her in one of the Jonas Brothers <laughs> music videos. I don't remember which one, but it was like, oh my God, he's with a girl that looks real. <laughs> um, uh, and Ashley Stewart is like a very famous plus size model and has her own uh, clothing line. And oh. so apparently Kendall and Kylie designed seven pieces for the clothing line oh, and wow. and i think that uh, like teen vogue is saying the plus size community is not happy with this interesting and i could understand the idea of um that you know that there would be backlash because these are like very body like yeah you know tiny women who are like so in like preoccupied with these like tiny little skinny bodies yeah. and um, however, I will say this. Well, two things. One, I wouldn't buy any of it. I don't like the way it looks. Um, <laughs> oh, can you see it? Y- yeah, it's okay. up on Ashley Stewart. Look. If you go to ashleystewart.com slash plus dash size dash Kindle dash Kylie or just Google, you know. Yeah, I'm on um, it. It's, it. It's nothing that I would wear. Okay. Um, not to say that nothing no one would wear, but I don't need a sequin one sleeved top, one arm <laughs> I top see it. and it's in a matching sequined pant. This also doesn't look like their style. No, it doesn't look like their style. It's I mean, just licensing. They just licensed their name yes. for this. However, I will say this, that like, I, I, I think that people maybe feel like this is exploitation or whatever blah blah mm. blah uh and that you know some a quote here is kardashians are so anti-plus size it's not even funny so why would we spend our fat dollars on a collab with people who have no respect for fat bodies disappointing to say the least that is a quote from cat stroud um and another person tweeted i have several questions first one how dare you and to that i say of course we want more designers designing for bigger bodies yeah i don't give a fuck who they are that's such a good point like why would i say someone can't design for me just because in the past they've been anti-fat yeah like change your mind take my money do you know how few (laughs) options we have as fat ladies and you can't go to a brick and mortar store and ever try anything on you can only find shit online take my money design for my big body like I I don't know. No, I think it's about like, and to your, maybe this is, you tell me, but it's about like using their names if it's at the very least for visibility. Yes. Like, and making people think about an industry and care and have an opinion about an industry. Like, great. (laughs) I want other people to be competing with them for my money. That other people would say like, oh, if Kendall and Kylie are putting their names, you know, on this, then this is a valuable market. I also could understand people being upset with it. Of course. But you're, you know, you're missing the trees for the forest. It's like. Yeah, that's such a good point. Granted, I don't want these seven pieces of clothing, but if they do sell out, guess who's going to make more? They're going to make more stuff. And we want people. Yeah, we want people competing for our money because there's more and more women who are finding themselves in those plus sizes. And they, we have, they have the, it's like the worst designed clothes. I love I love that POV. I think that that is like I think like you said that's such a good like force for the trees. I think yeah, like I don't need um, my values and ideology to be tested when it comes to my closet. (laughs) No, it's like you just want options. I just would like to buy. And also, like I said, I would not buy any of those items. However. I would like more people to be thinking about how to put things on my body. Um, I love that POV. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many fun ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Okay. Let's see. Thank you both so much. You're very welcome. Why <laughs> doesn't Corey do confessionals? 
What do we think? I think is a question that we got. I think he doesn't do confessionals because the other executive producers don't want him on the show. I think you're right. Meaning the sisters like Chris might be fine. And Chris barely does stuff. She's like bobbleheading around. Yeah. Um, But I don't think they want to show his point of view. I also think he has proven to be um, a little stubborn, like in his storylines and in his like scenes and a little bit like bullheaded. Yeah. And um, not taking to direction, I think. And so my guess is also like to do those interview days you're you know like they just want to knock those out the producers feed mm-hmm. them half of it like or give them prompts yeah. you know and i you kind of have to have that like reality tv like uh ability and yeah. i think part of me is like oh i bet you he's like doesn't want to be told what to say or do you know yeah and yeah. it's probably just like and to your point yeah i bet the sisters are like whatever we like, don't need to hear from him yeah but it is interesting because he like this season has become, you know, more of a central player. I mean, he's been around now for a long time, but yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see him in a confessional. Anytime I just soon. don't think they see him as a permanent fixture the way that Scott is. Yeah. Which actually leads to another one I wanted to ask. Go for it. Um, should we be saying their names? Mm, whatever. Right, guys. Whatever. Well, you know, if I you said asked. one, but I didn't say her full name. So, yeah. Well, some of them are just like their handles. Um, the Someone asked, do you think Kris Jenner will ever remarry? And will Chloe have more children? I think it'd be smart for Chris to not remarry. I agree. I think it's a power move to not remarry. Mm-hmm. Although there is a part of me that knows that Kris Jenner loves throwing parties. Yes. And thinking of her Gatsby 60th. She loves being the center of attention at a very big party. Mm-hmm. So that's why she cried over. That's why she cried over the Christmas party. She likes to be it. And there is no, you know, more coveted party. If you love that kind of attention yeah. than being a bride. Um, so there is a part of me that could imagine her. And just because she has collected so many famous friends yeah. in recent years and it would be a spectacle. So I might. I think it would be a power move not to, but I, I gotta say in the spirit of this family, I, well, but they're not really wedding people. Yeah. Only Kim has been married and she's been married so many times. And Chloe was too. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember Lamar? Remember Lamar? Oh, yeah. But they're not, I think naturally at heart or they're in, in their current incarnations. They're not really like wedding people. It's also, not part of their stories. Yeah. Also, you know, Chris, has been married a couple times she has six children what's the institute of marriage like right. what do you why do you, i guess what do you need i think it would truly only be to have the party and to wear to just like just for the look but i don't think yeah. she needs it she i don't think she really gives a shit i don't think she sh- i just said chris girl don't do it don't do it you don't need that you don't have to god i would die to see the prenup god um let's see someone sent us a longer message but i'm trying okay here we go i'm gonna do a longer one okay okay um you've talked a lot recently about the show ending in a few years which of the family do you think is most likely to do a spinoff show Mm. and do you think another show is likely or will see them move into documentary territory or even social media only like the red table talk it's hard to believe they would stop making any type of Kardashian content after it's been a constant in the culture for the past decade. Thanks. Love you both. I'm so happy I can tune in to the show when my friends are exhausted of my constant Kardashian chatter. Okay. Mm. So we've already seen a lot of spinoffs. We've got Chloe spinoff. We have Scott's spinoff. Oh, Chris yeah. had a talk show. Yeah. Uh, Kylie had a show. Woof. Um, I think maybe we'll hit everyone except for Courtney. Yeah. I can't imagine there being like another. I I think those days are done. Yeah. Um, I think that the truth is that like it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, these shows are a lot of work. They're a lot of work to like this. You know, the whole thing that they've been like telling us for so many years is like it's a lot of work to shoot the show. And it's why they get I really tired of it. And so especially adding I think spinoffs are and I think the show as with all like linear are all like broadcast anything it's like 
that's not really how people consume stuff anymore you know now do we think they will go into documentary territory like i'm not sure what that means do you think kim could make a making a murderer style docu-series about someone as like a social justice warrior yeah oh like with the innocence project because the innocence project has things like that and she loves consuming it yeah Yes. Oh, my God. I just don't see them like really needing to open up their lives. I mean, if they've invested money, they already are going to make millions and millions of more money. Like they're fine. They don't need it. And in general, like they have they are the like forebearers of this thing of realizing, like, can you imagine if you're them? It's like you shoot for a 12 hour day with a crew in your house and your kids and nannies and having to corral and stick to storylines and get your get be sure you hit this and that and makeup and all this. Then you literally turn your camera around in your phone and you like film you and your baby on the couch Mm -hmm. and you get the same outcome. Yeah. You know, you get the same. You reach like almost the same amount of people like it's not worth it. Like it's just those times. I think those days are done um, on some level. Yeah. Like just like putting together narratives and stories. Yeah. I think no more spinoffs. No. And maybe a Netflix series for I could see, it would be cool to I do could a Netflix. totally see Kim and Kanye getting into like weird documentaries. And yeah, stuff. doing like an Obama deal where they oh, like yeah. pr- or they like produce stuff. Oh yeah. Starting to prod mm-hmm. production. Um, let's see. Someone asked us the ethicality of Kylie's wealth. Any knowledge of philanth- phil- her philanth- philanthropy her philanthropy? I'm just not saying philanthropy, right? Yeah, <laughs> you did it. You got there. <laughs> Do we, does Kylie give back? I mean, all rich people have to. Half? Oh, yeah, just for taxes, Ta- for right? For taxes. So, like, they have to. Um, I'm, I'm, it's actually interesting that we don't know more about, like, I mean, we know she did that, like, thing on Ellen where she gave some money away, but like I don't know that she posts or like is very public about whatever. You know, I think it yeah, like I don't know. I don't know like her philanthropic like venture. Okay. She is an ambassador for Smile Chain. Oh that's right. I knew that. It's a charity that that funds surgeries for children with cleft palates. Um, and she's helped raise, well, this is as, as of September, $500,000. I would hope she could do more. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I, she needs to be giving more away or, you know what? Let's just tax her fairly, whatever. I think if she's taxed fairly, that's fine by me, but she's got a corporation. So you never know. (laughs) All right. Do you have a question for me? Um, Oh, I've been wondering about this, too. What the fuck is up with Kim and all her posts about microwaving M&Ms lately? Are they paying her? I finally had this thought, too, where I was like, is it branded? What is happening? I understand you like this snack. What the fuck is happening? I mean, I feel like it started organically by someone tweeting at her. Oh, is that that it? That could all be a plant, though. I just like... I truly did. It now has t- veered into like a territory of like, okay, they, they, they don't post about anything this much. Like yeah. if I have to see another plate of blue M&Ms getting heated up and squished between her fingers. You know what I think it is? I think it's like a weird way to like indulge in, in a way that makes it so much effort and work to actually get the candy. Oh my God, you're so right. But it's like, I'm going to put a certain amount on a plate, not the whole bag. Yes. I'm going to microwave them. Then I'm going to squish each one individually <laughs> and put it in my mouth. And that way, I only eat a third of a bag instead of a whole bag. I bet you're right. Also, I feel like a lot of playing with food stuff is like food issue. I also think we live in a time, and we've been having this conversation at work, where like, you know the kind of content that people really respond to is this realm of like sensory (laughs) ASMR, like food sounds, hands, like that is what people really like and want to consume. And so it could even just be the stuff that like does really well, you know, big, huge possibility that she definitely got paid for it. I did start to like, (laughs) does this, is this leading up to some like huge Kim, uh, Eminem, joint announcement yeah where she she and the green m&m are like doing a sexy photo shoot together something (laughs) and kim's like i don't take it all off anymore (laughs) i cover myself in chocolate yeah Uh, let's see 
Why do you think they've had two weeks off of keeping up with the Kardashians? I think it's just a, a weird scheduling issue. Yeah. Or I, sometimes they re-edit shit and then. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't. I, I, they, I think we've learned certainly with the podcast that they very, that, that it's not like network, you know, that yeah. they like, they, they're really willy nilly and they'll like, I mean, I don't know if anybody <sighs> was listening back in the day, but they moved the premiere like the week before, you know, they like, do it all the time. They move the show around a, a lot. I think people would be surprised if you saw how often stuff gets shifted. So it's not that surprising to me. I think that like, that's part of the show. Yeah. Being edited right up until like this show is very close in terms of when it's shot and when it airs also like all things considered i noticed because i also have a recap show uh, 90 day bay yeah i'm plugging it Plug only it. on Somebody, patreon one of the questions was about well it. it's called 90 day bay and it's only on patreon um and this tlc scheduling is just like oh my it's god so unclear yeah. It's like, all, like, you know, they run their episodes constantly, but like they don't label things like it's just like I cannot these tell you smaller cable channels just like don't have, they have like an intern who's like, I'm trying. Oh, my God. How many times I've like seen 90 Day Fiance airing and I click on it and it's like fully some other show yes. airing and it's like right now on TV, the wrong show listed. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. OK. Um, oh, these are so fun. Let's see. Will you ever do a live show? We would love to. I do think for sure. I think 2020 will be the year of, of some live stuff. Yeah, that'll I, be fun. I feel Especially really excited. on Taste of Reality. They, yeah. They're very supportive. So. Shout out to our new network. New network. Who um, is? Um, I feel this is one uh, from Molly. I feel like Kylie ditching Jordan was the best thing for uh, Jordan's career. Thoughts? Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because you can only like hang out next to Kylie so long. Yes. You're never. She got what she needed. Yeah. You're never the focal point if you're with Kylie. No. I imagine that must be in a way that's probably hard for Kylie. Like what a weird friendship, relationship, anything like to try to manage, you know, like the idea of of being friends with and and managing like especially like you know it's the thing we like don't spend that much time talking about but it's like these are people who are still developing like their brains yeah. are developing and they like like these are people in their early 20s your brain is developing through your mid 20s yeah like as you figure out all the stuff we got to do in private in our normal lives all the bad decisions we got to make like out of the public eye like it's the thing i always try to remember and always think about in relation to like your Britney's and all these, you know, and you're Justin Bieber's. And it's like, these are people who like are still, their brains are not even finished yeah. developing. And so it's like to try to like negotiate your relationship to yourself, the world, the people you love inside of like that bubble and being like Kylie's friend. I just feel like must be for all of them. Their, their, their whole world is so weird. Also, you know what it reminds me of though? I do not think it will have the same trajectory. Okay. Paris and Kim. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Kim I'm, could only hang out next to Paris so long. Eventually she had to have her own sex scandal just yeah. like Jordan. You gotta break free. Yeah, to get her own shit going. And she did. Yeah. Um, I might break from this to read, actually, I thought an interesting email we got. Oh, yes, that cool? please. This was one I thought was really interesting that we just got. Um, called Audible Grown is the subject line, which I thought was gonna be somebody mad at us yes i truly was like okay oh no they're mad at us again um it's not it's very nice um from charlie uh hey guys love the podcast and after catching up on two years of episodes now listen every damn week Yay. just wanted to chime in on the whole kanye christian thing I am a Christian and I love how respectful you guys are being around the subject. I imagine it would be hard when there are so many famous Christian jerks. So let me say what maybe you can't. Kanye aligning himself with Joel Osteen is troubling. Simply put, Joel Osteen is a wanker. Not sure if you use that insult in the US, but I'm from <laughs> Australia and over here it's a good one. I agree. Uh, he is the definition of how to not be a Christian, an utter douche. One of the main purposes of being a Christian is about loving and helping others, whereas he's all about the cash. I can't comment too much on Kanye because I'm sure his heart is in the right place and I'm sure he's on a, quote, journey right now. But I really wish he would align himself with some of the good Christians out there, like the leaders of, Sal of the Salvation Army who get paid shit so all the money can go to those who need it, or the thousands of Christians who do daily work with the homeless, rejected and unloved of society. 
Anyway, that's my thought. Thanks again, ladies, for all that you do. Seriously, one of the highlights of my week. And I'll let you know when I achieve my goal of being hashtag blocked by Chevin. Charlie. <gasps> oh, what a nice note. Well, what a good. Yeah. yeah I go ahead. I, I agree. Like, I don't want him, but I. I hope he doesn't align himself with people like that. Yeah. I also, like I said last week, I think it was more of like a promotional tour. Yeah, big time. For anyone who doesn't know, it's because he appeared at uh, Joel Austin's Mega, Mega Church, Church. Yeah, and, and promoted. I really think it's more about like getting that audience on his side. I 100% agree. Uh, which is like a little icky, but he's he is not a religious leader. Mm. So what he he's just a, a individual person who happens to be really on a Christian jag right now. So Christian jag, right? <laughs> like I love that term so much. Like oh man, I'm just coming down after this crazy Christian. He's just jag really he's really high on Christ right now, which I think is <laughs> great. I think it's better than other things he's done in his life his i know it's like it's there is this piece that's like very in the way that all like christian values like so many of the core christian values are about like so many good things you know of like putting your family on a pedestal showing love like all this like humbleness in a certain sense but it's like that's where like when it like gets all sort of jumbled up inside like the kanye ego mania machine it's like it's such a strange cocktail also i will say he is trying to do help he's trying to help the homeless he built all those he those domes all those domes in calabasas and then his neighbor narked on him to the city because he didn't have permits so the city made him tear all of them down (laughs) his neighbors must hate him they were like you cannot build a bunch of homeless people domes and uh people without people currently experiencing homelessness is the proper way to say it but it's a mouthful um oh my god and so he's like that's great i'm gonna redesign them they're gonna be even better so like i do think that's part of it um a little like tag of this question because it's not the first time someone has reached out to us to ask something similar okay have you ever related kanye's mental illness and sunday service as a religious delusion yeah, I mean, this is a, I think it's an important question, um, but I think it becomes a very slippery slope because I don't know that we really super have like religious delusion. I think we've we've answered this in a certain sense before where it's about like there is a swirl of of mental health issues uh, in with Kanye that he has talked about openly. It's not yeah. my diagnosis. I'm not his doctor. And I think that it makes a lot of sense like in the way that it does for so many people to hold close to religion and to see yeah. so many answers in it. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. How, I don't know if it's delusion. However, bipolar diagnosis aside, we all know people who are so into one thing one yes. day yes. and then they're into something else another day people are like this about fitness people are like this about like this is not unique to kanye west (laughs) this whole like i'm like like he just has a platform to reflect it all back at us and to make stuff related to it and to get people to pay him to put it out in the world i just feel like you guys are not facebook friends with the same people i'm facebook (laughs) friends with from your high school like everybody (laughs) is like they're like Jesus told me this morning that I needed to bake some bread for my neighbors. And you're like, okay, okay, cool. I'm glad Jesus said that. It was really nice of him. Like, what a cool idea. And like, do I believe it all? No. But I think that people are like, I had an idea. And for some people, they're like, like my family will say the term, Jesus put it in my heart. Mm. And it's just like a thing. You're like, well, no, you thought of it. But okay, great. Like, <laughs> Because sometimes Jesus will put things in people's heart that I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Did he think it through? But like, that's just like terminology. What is Jesus some, doing? I also have a really, really um, dear friend from my past who I'm not currently um, keeping up with. Keeping up with? <laughs> who literally told me while we were very, very close friends that God spoke to her. God told her to move across the country. God told her that she was going to marry a man. He said God told him the same thing. They got married and I watched their first kiss. Wow. 
and they're happy and they're together well, and they're I, doing great i like, think it's like so it's just like i don't know i also host a paranormal podcast i, I went, don't know what i believe i believe I, it all i was just thinking like i went to a breathwork workshop and laid in a room with strangers and we all sobbed Cried. while a woman walked around and said you are free in your body and we all like repeated back to her and so it's like and i like got my car and drove home and like i remember thinking like wow this is not that different from church you know yeah. the, especially those like really oh, you know yeah. churches with like where, where there's a lot of emotion and crying mm-hmm. and a lot of performative like um or you know visceral pieces a lot of passion a lot of yeah. passion and a lot of release i mean and hello like, the passion of the christ the very passion. that's what i'm saying is like i I think it is good that we live in a society that is based on secular thinking because I yeah. think that's really important. Um, however, I don't really care if someone's religious and they say that like, I don't like that doesn't bother me. He's doing the best he's ever done right yeah. now for his family, for himself. He's trying to give back. We may think his ideas about his wife and how she dressed are antiquated or the things he says about his own culture, but he's not the only person saying that bullshit. It's like truly like all kinds of like toxic masculinity. It's all yeah. over the place. He's expressing it, then getting yelled at and he's like, all right, fine. And I think his whole deal is this sort of like, mental fluidity you know of being like a yeah. vessel in which like thoughts and ideas and emotions and politics and religion like kind of just like flow through and like he and that's why he's like screaming about Trump and screaming yeah. about why he's screaming about Trump and that you're like he I think it takes pride in just being like this space with which like a conduit for things to yeah. move through as opposed to like a person who is like no I am this and I will only stand for this I don't think he lives in the world that way I mean look when we're t- he is like I think he's right when he calls himself one of God's greatest artists because that's how artists fucking act yeah they're so annoying oh my god I mean and he's, he's a bit of a, like he's a narcissist he could like oh my god. you know that's it's all wrapped up in that stuff Speaking of, I was just watching Bikram, the documentary on Netflix. Oh, about the guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never watched the doc, but it's Ugh. why they like, you know, Ugh, took his name off of all the buildings. Yeah. He like literally cannot come back to the United States because he has too many. Um, well, he doesn't have any uh, criminal cases against him because Los Angeles will not prosecute him because they don't prosecute rape often. They don't prosecute cool. things that they can't win, which is great. Cool. Um, but he does owe, like, he fired his lawyer. Uh, so he owes her a lot of money. He owes a lot of people a lot of money, basically. And, um, Bad guy. And, like, is not coming back to the U.S. because of it. Well. But he's still having a lot of workshops. Don't worry. Good few. He's awful, though. Like, literally, he would stand in a room and scream, like, and you watch tapes of it. You fucking bitch. Further back. Oh you God. fucking asshole. That's like the antithesis <laughs> so of yoga. Crazy. Oh my God. Megalomaniacs. <sighs> so but not else, enough of them. Not enough of them. Not enough men <laughs> screaming, screaming at women yeah. in, about their bodies. I don't have enough of it. No. Um, should Kim and should Kim divorce Kanye? No. I don't know. Well, I don't know what she should do. I think if he makes her unhappy for yeah. a long time. Here's my here's what I would say. <laughs> Well, she it's oh yeah, you're right. It's only what makes her happy. I think that scene where she like pushes back the night before the Met Ball and she's like, "You built me up. You don't, you know." And it's basically saying like, "You don't get to tear me down." Yeah. And I think like if that became, I would say, as like someone who is obviously like a Kim fan before anything, if that became like a pattern in their marriage, the feeling of him tearing her down mm-hmm. um, or not supporting her, it, which is an impossibility, I think, at the end of the day, because I think he is obsessed with her yeah. and is truly her number one champion. But I think if that became the nature of their relationship, then I would want her to leave him. And we did see the next day how he oh, was beaming, beaming also, at her. I think like, like, um, a thing that I would like everyone to embrace more is the idea 
that someone can say something really fucked up to you. You respond with how it made you feel and why you disagree. And then they internalize it. And then they think differently about it. Like, I think that people being fucked up is not a permanent state. Mm -mm. And that if we start saying that every time someone messes up, like not to like, I don't care about cancel culture because it doesn't really last. Yeah. Unless, I mean, it doesn't really last. It doesn't last. (laughs) Even for people who are actual criminals. (laughs) Uh, Martha Stewart ever heard of her um <laughs> she's doing great she's fine uh, for our younger listeners just go do a deep dive Dude, go what google a, a no, fun... you might know her as snoop's friend <laughs> she went <laughs> to prison it's crazy um but i yeah i think that when you have a partner who you disagree with challenges you you know but you can yeah have that discussion without it getting really nasty yeah conflict is okay yeah absolutely and women i think are really not taught to learn and navigate and grow from conflict and i think it's like why you see speaking for myself a lot of women in their like 30s or when they get rooted when they start going to therapy start learning how to embrace and understand conflict and the idea of saying things not not managing other people's emotions not having to like things and smile and be pleasant in the way that like most women spend the majority of I think they're especially their youth and their 20s yeah interacting with the world but and not to coddle men too much but I feel like the male gender <laughs> is experiencing a lot of like splashes of cold water in the face right now yeah it's not all being taken gracefully Mm-mm. but the men who are able to be like okay tell me something let me learn a thing or two yeah i think that's very important and that it's not our job to teach anyone but when someone wants to when learn they want to. i think that's lovely it's a cool it, it can be a cool time i sort of like today just tweeted something that like had a lot of people talking about that i was um like i think i said something along the lines of like if i had a nickel for every time one of my woke friends did said something like fat phobic blah 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 and it started a conversation where uh, people were like oh i do this and i'm sorry i'm like that's not the point of what i'm saying is like it happens so much yeah it sucks but like and we're in that time of year you're all gonna be home with family and like you're gonna hear so many people saying i feel disgusting Mm. i'm a fat pig (laughs) look i look like i'm pregnant you're gonna hear all these things yeah like oh i'm gonna have a heart attack and it's just like i'm just gonna challenge you because when i hear stuff like that from straight sized people or non-fat people i think it's a i I know it's not about me, but it does feel like if you can feel that way about yourself, then clearly you must feel some kind of negativity about fat people. Yeah. So I'm just going to challenge everyone to be like, hey, if you feel full, you can just say I feel full. (laughs) You don't have to make a big fucking deal about it. No one cares you're boring. What a fucking I was going to say. Yeah. My counterpoint counterpoint boring counterpoint is that that's a boring topic i yeah, we're all like full. if i have to hear about like turkey comas and tryptophan i don't need to hear the word tryptophan <laughs> i don't need to think about it like the, the the like colloquialism of like thanksgiving culture and all of it to me is just like yeah, also yeah, like right. the weird like exercise bulimia thing people joke about where they're like gotta go run this off it's like well i guess that's a weird way to put it and also, especially when you're saying it around little people and stuff like <laughs> it's fine you don't have to like make a big deal about the one day you ate a lot of food it's not is, gonna change your life yeah, it is a, has a whole holiday built around yeah, it yeah who cares just be how about this just be chill just be chill yeah. okay here's my last question okay. this is my last one because i like it um from sarah marcy would you rather it's not to you but i'm okay. making it like, to you it was not specifically to i got you. so excited but yeah let's make it to you marcy would you rather be married to chris humphreys for 72 days Ooh. or have larsa at every girl's trip <laughs> Chris Humphrey. Really? Yeah, I'm sure he's got like a great bod, you know, whatever. That's actually yeah, cuz Larsa wouldn't suffer every girl's trip. Every girl's trip, you're no. right. You're right. I was immediately it was going to be Larsa cuz I was like, "Oh my god. What 72 days? Like t- two, two and, and a half, half months? months? I bet he's good at sex." Yeah. <laughs> he's like gigantic. Two and a half months I can, yeah. Yeah. 
I can deal with that. And then like whatever, he throws you in the water. Yeah, you lose all your you use you, you lose all your precious valuable jewelry. He lets you wear a bad wedding outfit, bad Look. dress and head. Oh head God, piece. she's so different. She's so, different. so different. I love looking at that picture because it's like I don't know her. Um, di- but yeah, I would marry, be married to Chris Humphrey for 72 days because you got to think at least you could book a couple work trips, get away. <laughs> well, and if we're going off of history, I mean, it's what catapulted her into yes. ultra fame. Yeah. And got her to Kanye and got her whole life opened up after mm-hmm. that divorce. That divorce is probably singularly one of the best career moves she made, like upon becoming famous. Yeah. I do like how she danced around the Kanye, Chris Humphreys timeline in the New York Magazine yes, article. It's pretty great. She did a little. Well, they, they you can tell that's their party line, that they're very insistent on like, well, we knew each other. We've known each other. We knew each other. We knew each other. Now, I don't know. if I don't think that she necessarily like physically cheated. I don't I'm think sure so either. There, I think there was some texting though. I think that they have had I a think, strong connection for a long time. I think Kanye sent her a very nice text while someone was being a dick to her and yeah. she was like, you know what? I don't have to do this He's shit. Like, oh, Kanye West is waiting for me. Um, okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, he just said he thinks I'm so funny. <laughs> Literally no one's ever said I was funny before. <laughs> I love thinking of Kanye laughing at Kim's joke. Oh, God. Those, those weird. You know, it's so funny about both of them because I think they can be brilliant in their own ways, but they're not what I would call a clever or smart person. <laughs> no. However, an amazing uh, like businesswoman. Uh, I, I'm sure she's great at law. Uh, Kanye, amazing artist. I think like, that's why we can love them so much is because they do not excel at like the main arena that we care about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they're not funny. They're not funny. They're funny when they do like yeah. stupid things. Yeah. Uh, one of the last questions too okay. um, was someone asked, are they even interesting anymore? Interesting question to me. Yeah. I think more interesting than they have ever been. Yeah. And show us less of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they have, I think that they are interesting uh, forever because of the way that they have impacted every facet of the culture. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I am not forcing myself ever to click on a link or a story Mm-mm. or watch them. I, I'm interested. I'm here. I think Kris Jenner, no one will out interesting her though. No. She's the most fascinating. There's still so, they have held on to a lot of cards, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. There's a lot we still don't know. Oh my gosh. And if you go into Chris's lair where she uh, hails Satan, <laughs> I bet there's so many skeletons. <laughs> In oh. that little dungeon under her house in Hidden Hills oh my. with all of her candles and her minions. <laughs> she was running around in the 90s but sitting in a convertible it, with it, in a convertible that's like her, Nicole Brown, Faye Resnick, and Kyle Richards just like tearing through Brentwood. I was... Though, I mean, like what they saw, what they know, who <sighs> they hooked up with. Like we could only dream. Before Kim Kardashian was even born oh, what we still don't know you will never have the scandals in wild partying that christian or single-handedly had by herself she tore up 90s bev hills oh. and i and we don't even we, we know very little we know very little i was like trying to <sighs> explain the intricacies of chris's relationship to all these other like um, housewives uh, oj the entire all of it. It's, She's the it heart is of it a all. Fascinating and tangled mess. And on that note, we're, um, we're done. This was so fun. This what was great so questions. Fun. Yeah. Oh, you guys, what one wonderful questions. And um, I wish, you know what? I would like one day, I because I, I didn't mean to like, like shit on our fortune telling questions no they're, they're just a little they're harder hard to answer because it's you know yeah but it would be so cool to have someone who's a psychic <gasps> come on and oh, talk that's about a great them. idea i don't know how but um, it would be- well for another one i'll save this as my cliffhanger i almost got allison dubois the <sighs> um psychic from beverly hills the real housewives beverly hills iconic episode where <sighs> she smokes the e-cigarette when you were texting about it and i said i know the day 
you're gonna die and it makes me so happy i, I think you didn't, i didn't know I was that like, it was oh, a she, reference oh yeah she's like, I, like, I love Marcy. that about me i know exactly i know the day you're gonna die and i love that about me guys allison dubois was lovely and we corresponded but she is out of state and we couldn't make it work oh. but um maybe in the future we'll get her maybe we'll get her here in the meantime we will continue covering keeping up with the kardashians season 17 we release new episodes every wednesday check out our website kardashianit.com subscribe on apple podcasts please rate and review check out our twitter and instagram and like our facebook page email us corrections comments and kardashian run-ins at kardashianit at gmail.com thanks so much for listening to kardashianit bye, bye.